Hey there, beautiful joy seeker. Welcome to the I Am Changing podcast. I'm your host, Kaz Humphreys, and I'm a change facilitator. In today's episode, I'm going to share another tool that I frequently use to reframe my mindset. Whilst it's not strictly a law of attraction tool that I've learnt, it's definitely something that I use to boost my motivation and for activating change in my life. And I thought I'd share this with you today. We're all challenged with stuff. When I'm challenged with something that triggers me, I don't like to wallow in the feeling of uncomfortable or negative. I like to be proactive and tackle it head on, learn what it's about and get on with my life. That said, I have had periods of my life that were darker than others. And so these days I choose to embrace the gift that's landed into my world and explore what the lesson is, learn more about myself and get on with it. So today I'm talking about when I'm triggered, I need to find a solution rather than focusing on the problem. In today's episode, I'm going to share this process for shifting gears when my mindset is challenged. Today, I'm going to talk about the hows and whys that drive me to asking a what question. I know that sounds a little weird, so allow me to explain that a little further with a bit of a story. Picture yourself in the middle of a shitstorm of an experience. The chaos has kicked in and you're triggered, you're stressed, you're not coping. I've not met a single person on the planet yet who enjoys the thought of sucking it up and getting on with things or pushing through when they're first triggered. Those thoughts, those feelings that are associated with sucking it all up and getting on with it always seem to be what we feel at the beginning of a stressful experience or when we feel stuck. And this strategy of sucking it up just doesn't work for a few reasons. Let me talk about that. Our human experience is complex. With around 6,000 thoughts a day, we want to be able to acknowledge and accept what goes on in our brain rather than react to it. The reference to sucking it up means you're shoving those negative and unresolved thoughts and feelings under the metaphorical carpet, which is fine for now, but continue to do this. And our brain automatically responds until you begin to unconsciously react to that same trigger. You form a habit. Remember, your brain doesn't process real versus imagined. So if you've been stewing on something, even for a little while, like as little as two weeks, even if the topic of your stress isn't real, if it's just a perception, even your brain will start to think that it is. Without getting into the heavy science and the act of sucking it up, pushing through or just getting on with it is often how we create the beginning of the unconscious survival pattern. Let me reference the stress of this global pandemic because that's all I'm hearing about lately and um, one way to work through it is to ask this what question. That's what I've been working on today. On some level, At some point during the last 18 months, we've all undergone massive changes or we've been caught up in the societal stress that this virus has caused. Perhaps you haven't coped well with being isolated from your tribe of support. Perhaps homeschooling is your trigger. Perhaps working from home pushes all your buttons. Perhaps just the threat of another COVID lockdown is enough to make your knees shake. Maybe you simply don't like change and the thought of being told that you have to wear a mask when you're outside makes you really angry and frustrated. I recognise that the thought of having to suck it up and being told by our government that we have to isolate and wear masks is different to what we're used to. 
It's physically uncomfortable and for some it's incredibly stressful. The entire topic of whether or not you should get vaccinated is so personal and yet it's generating an enormous amount of dialogue and emotionally fueled energy in our community right now. And then there's the stuff that's being reported in the media and you'll hear me say, oh, just me saying these few sentences is enough to trigger me. And you know what? The entire topic is frankly a little overwhelming and it's fear inducing. And I think what contributes to the societal stress is that our news reporters are using war language with references such as we're under attack from this virus and we're at war and blah, blah. And our politicians are constantly disagreeing with policy and decisions, which makes it really challenging for us to easily digest and trust any information being shared within our community. Honey, I get it. We're finding ourselves asking a hell of a lot of questions, some of which are reasonable, some of which are fear-based. And I know from my own experience, it's really easy to quickly fall down a rabbit hole and wallow in a pity party. The global pandemic is amplifying our community fears right now. There is so much societal stress arising within our community conversations of who and what to believe. There's much anger and frustrating and a whole lot of fear-based reactive behaviour. These fears aren't just based in the present moment, but they're now being projected into the future. Let me talk about that. We get the fear of the future and the fear of uncertainty. For example, how long our community will be threatened with repeated lockdowns. Will we ever be able to travel again? The fear of personal safety, just going out into the community, to the supermarket. The list of fears is currently endless. I'm not going to debate the science, nor am I going to wait into the arena of vaccinations. That's not what today's all about. What do I want to address in this episode is how you can reset your mindset and remain in your lane, regardless of the stress trigger that's pushing your buttons. Let's bring our focus right now back to you. Let's breathe in slowly and deeply and out with an open mouth sigh. This is your life. This is your mental health. And these are your strategies. So let's just take a pause. Brene Brown talks about fear being contagious, especially when it's discussed a lot. And let's face it, you can no longer listen to free-to-air TV or radio without the mention of the pandemic within any given 30-minute interval. This is pretty intense energy to expose ourselves to, especially if you're empathic, sensitive or young. It's especially intense when it's the only conversation going on. Let me tell you another story. I can remember I got married five days after the Twin Towers were bombed. On my wedding day, the entire conversation surrounded whether Australia would join the armed forces and go to war. There was also conversation about our safety to travel on our honeymoon due to the heightened threat of terrorist attacks. One wedding guest, bless them, even tried to tell me about the safety statistics of passenger survival on planes on my wedding day. I know, right? He nearly got decked. It's not something I've forgotten clearly. And you know what? This pandemic is going to be no different. We all remember where we were when the Victorian lockdown was instigated. For me, I was at chemo. I was all alone because the hospital were on full virus alert and patients weren't allowed visitors. So my driver had to wait in the car or went for a walk for the six-hour treatment session. 
Then we drove home for two and a half hours. And I'll give you the tip that made my oncology treatment really stressful sometimes. And here's the strategy that I used then and continue to use to this day. Number one, my strategy includes limiting my science and facts of what I need to know to a single trusted source. I get in, I get what I need to process and digest information, and then I get out again. I listen to news highlights from a trusted source without commercials so that my exposure time is reduced. I get what I need for that day or week ahead and then I switch off. Feeling informed and knowing that what I need to do to contribute to keeping myself and my community safe. Strategy number two, have a family plan. Checking in with your loved ones to determine where we're all at on a daily basis is critical. This measures how well we're coping and goes a long way to ensuring everyone can recognise when individuals need more support. Checking in with the family sometimes means reverting to a meals plan because you know what, when you're really busy and have to think of what to cook tonight, that could be the one tiny little thing that could send you into chaos. Recognising when you or your partner, when you're parenting small people, are not 100% means you need a strategy. And now's the time to do it before we go back into another lockdown because let's face it, that's really likely. Strategy number three, plan your exercise date buddies so that you can move your body. Our bodies store a lot of emotion and when you move them, you're actually gifting yourself the chance to release out emotions that aren't serving you like those fears I was just talking about. Strategy number four, hydrate. You'd be really surprised that the impact that water has in lubricating the body and the brain. And we want all of our neural pathways to easily communicate with each other and not have to send random signals and then hope for the best that someone got the message because that's when our survival instinct kicks in and we begin to feel defensive. Strategy number five. So you've got your plan. Now it's time to ask the what questions. Let's explore this question a little more. After listening to Tasha Urich's TED Talk, Increase Your Self-Awareness, I was left with two profound key points. The why question traps us into continuing to look in the rearview mirror of our life. A why question often denotes an emotional component to answer or highlight a reason or a cause. In the case of my cancer, for example, one would, why would one person be diagnosed over another? And in some cases, like smoking or drinking, the why is simple and easy to identify. There's an inference that the person's actions were the cause. But this global pandemic does not provide any reason or cause for the virus. It does, however, generate a whole lot of shame for anyone unfortunate enough to contract the virus. A why question also denotes blame, shame and guilt immediately to the inquisitor. It infers that the action of the question asker to reflect on the reason of the cause of stress. In the case of my cancer experience, my oncologist stated it's the luck of the draw and you know what, COVID is exactly the same. In my experience and research, cancer and COVID is little more than a bit of luck, but still no fault should be drawn. Yet we self-criticise, self-punish, talk shit to ourselves when the going gets tough at the time. Other than making you feel worse and completely stuck, what is that actually serving you? You gain nothing from the stress you generate from asking those why questions. I could talk about the involvement of epigenetics and diet and the management of chronic stress in one's life, all of which contribute to cancer or suppressing our immune system during times of COVID. 
there are likely to be questions surrounding why me, but if you were to consider what can I learn from this experience, what might you gain? Does that one question stop you in your why tracks immediately? Did you find yourself pausing and taking another slow, deep breath and calming a little? And if you need to, pause the episode right now and do the breathing exercise of fully breathing in and slowly and then releasing a long, slow, elongated breath with an open, mo an open mouth and just sigh. Go on, take a couple of breaths right now, just like that. <sighs> Feeling a little lighter? Me too. Here's the thing. Whether you're a newly diagnosed cancer patient or have succumbed to the stress of the pandemic, None of those reasons you've procured inside your head matter right now, do they? Looking for a cause is continuing to look in the rearview mirror of your life. The diagnosis is done. The pandemic is here. It's not in your control to go back and make changes. It's stressful trying to live in the past. You can't relive your life or get a do-over, but you know what? You can make changes moving forward. And it starts with focusing on what can you do in this moment right now. You're not doing yourself any favors by mentally beating yourself up with all of the analysis of the why. Excessive or ongoing thinking literally drains your physical energy in order to be able to maintain the mental stamina to power your brain and continue overanalyzing and assessing what did or did not go right or wrong. The answer to overcoming that stress of a big life challenge like cancer or the pandemic is to ask yourself this one question, what is in my control right now? I'll say it again. What is in my control right now? Sit with that question and check in with your body. Is it still in a state of flight or fight? Or perhaps are you suddenly eager to explore new horizons? Is there a shift? Try the breathing exercise again after asking yourself that question. Mindful breathing and meditation is scientifically proven by the HeartMath Institute to have physiological benefits to the mind, the body, and our overall mental well-being. Asking the what question shifts your vision, motivation, and drive for life forward. It changes the mindset into a solution-orientated field. It literally uses a different part of the brain. Asking what questions enables you to find a solution that works for you during the pandemic. I was working with a client the other day and we were joking about the TV series, The Big Bang Theory's character Sheldon. Uber smart, zero personality, and yet to manage his anxieties and fears, he has contingencies like disaster management bags for every scenario. So asking yourself a what question today could help you map out what's in your lockdown bag. What type of exercise can you do and can you schedule it in on a little map so that when lockdown opens up again or or we get locked down again, you're ready to go. This gives you the head start and leave your running shoes at the front door. What meals are easy to prepare? What games can you play with the kids? What people are on your contact list? And perhaps create a contact schedule so you're reaching out to your tribe on a regular basis and you don't feel alone. What project could you start or finish and make use of during the lockdown time? One of the most empowering things you can gift yourself is to ask yourself what questions. Asking yourself what can I learn from this experience literally reprograms your conscious brain into solution-seeking actions rather than hosting a pity party. Migrating through these stressful experiences can be tough, guys. You get thrown so many lessons to learn about yourself. 
Asking what questions enables you to have some little bit of control over the many things that you can implement looking forward in your life. As always, thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you can start asking yourself what questions. There's daily inspirational posts on my Instagram and Facebook social sites. Just type in Change Chick and you'll be able to find me. To support our alignment and connection, I've included links in the show notes below. Thanks, guys, in advance for sharing this podcast within your own change tribe. I hope it generates a fire of loving support and proactive discussion of how you can take charge of your journey steps throughout life, regardless of the challenges that experience brings you. I'm your podcast host, Kaz Humphreys, aka The Change Chick. The I Am Changing podcast is a reminder that we can all choose to change and bloom from within.